Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer by the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans. We've taken on secret identities and gone underground to Less bring you... Less than 25, you, actually. Yeah, whatever, you know. Okay. Uh, bring you, we want to bring you our candid views each week. And uh, we've gone underground. Our bosses would never allow us to freely talk about stocks on this show. So we disguise our voices so they'll never know. Every week we get together Friday afternoons. We have a few adult uh, beverages, frankly. And we use Value Line as we have for 25 years. We go through that week's Value Line investment survey. We pick our favorites um, each week. And, or uh, what we think are the most interesting. Yeah, most anyway. interesting. And we, uh, we generally, at the end of the show, will tell you which couple are our top picks. And, yeah. uh For that week. Got to stick around uh, for that. Yeah, anyway. We've been doing this for a long time. We get together and drink for, for on Fridays. We're after work, after hours. And now you're in on it. Does that make us um, – do we have a problem? Or? No, no. Everyone's doing this. Are you okay. kidding me? It's a long week. We it's have one long day out weeks. Of the week. One day. Now, today one was day. a great day. I think last Friday I came and the market had been down. This week – today, now we're value guys, small cap value particularly. The Russell 2000 value was up – I think I left a little early today, but about 2% today. And that was very exciting. I don't know if this credit uh, you know, recession has been canceled – uh, the recession word has been showing up in the Wall Street Journal now. You know, there's some slowing growth rates, second derivative, as we call it, that are happening. People are predicting recessions. Uh, you know, it's, it's about time to have some recession predictions. I think what's happening is you're getting recession predictions, no question. I don't think you're going to get a recession. Uh, in 1987, 20 years ago, the market fell 25% in one day. I was sitting with my jaw agape at a Quotron. And uh, you know what? The recession didn't happen then. It happened like two, three years later. So I think we're going to get through this. Efficient markets with lots of information are going to help us. The people that have been harmed are the people that should be harmed. Mortgage insurers, which, by the way, look cheap, and I bought a couple today. And, uh, and also some lenders that weren't insured. And then people that should have been renting got a chance to own a home, and now they have to give it back. So I don't know who's harmed, really, other than the people that should have. And investors well, that broken, shouldn't have been buying broken that Broken-hearted. Well, they're brokenhearted, but heart. they had a chance. The people that can keep paying are going to stay in their homes. So, yeah, you know, They'll call your away. Call your brother. Right. I just think that this you is can't a trade down. There's a uh, lot of other merchandise available. I think the market's figuring this out, and you've got a lot of liquidity issues right now. I don't think you have value issues. Anyway, uh, we're going to this week look at the October 26, 2007 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. We've got lots of disclosures on our website, www.thevalueguys.com, including, and this is very important, say our lawyers, this is for entertainment purposes only, okay? We're just looking at Value Line. We don't know anything else. We may not know anything about any of this. <laughs> And uh, now we run portfolios and are, you know, professionals yeah, during the week. We're real professionals. But. but, you know, it's Friday afternoon. It's after hours. And if so everybody, if you could know everything about all of these, we'd be masters of the universe and you wouldn't be listening yeah, to our Yeah, we don't know. Right we don't know anything. Uh, but we give it our best shot. We've been just hanging around talking about stocks a long time, and we do that every week. And please uh, listen in. I'm going to be on at the back half of the show. i got a couple things to talk about. Uh, Wabtech. Uh, which is an interesting rail play, and we'll talk about that. Crane, ticker CR, and uh, Stanley Works, which is these last two are just great little companies, and I'll be on later. But first I'd like to introduce with a uh, uh, actually a great deal of fanfare because Vern uh, 
really, you know, was very uh, timely to, uh, today. So we're really, we have a lot of time, and it's thanks to Vern. So wow. There you go. Yeah. Go ahead. So, Vern, you're up. Thank Heart you. Heartwarming. I'm trying to be. That's about as good as it gets with me. Well, as I like to do, I'm going to lead off with my favorite idea this week. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that, am I? I don't care. Well, I'll, I'll I summarize it again at the very end. Okay? Whatever. I don't care. Snap-on Incorporated. Symbol SNA. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they are a leading global manufacturer and marketer of tools, diagnostics, and equipment solutions for professional users. And they really mean mechanics. They make uh, they make tools. You know those big tools. red chests that you see at the mechanic in the garage, with all the drawers, and they have the gleaming chrome tools in there. Well, that's a big deal in that industry. Sitting on felt, and you know that's but their they, stuff. Their key is distribution. They've got great well, distribution. They have these vans that drive that right. are like mobile stores that drive right up to where the mechanic works and says, you know, would you, you know, would you like to buy this little? You know, my uh, my cousin works has a truck. Works for them. You know, oh, it's is that fabulous. Right? Yeah, entrepreneur. It gives you a chance to be an entrepreneur. And uh, it's 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 a great deal. You go through a lot of training. Well, and all that's that. how they got their start. But there's uh, a lot more to them now. They uh, oh really? They I they no sell idea. to vehicle manufacturers. They sell to uh, national chain operations. They I, I think they go through a lot of other channels. Uh, they have an industrial business. There's well, not good unfortunately. For them. This is one of those um, occasional value line descriptions of a company that you'll see that has very little relevant information, mostly has words describing the fact that they make hand and power tools, but uh, very diversified uh, business base. Has been a uh, um, kind of a laggard or, um, you know, well, the, you know, the, Stock looks the like chart it's going sort up of to says me. it. You know, I mean, look at the relative. Since uh, the mid-'90s, what, it peaked in, like, early 97 and underperformed all the way to a bottom in 2001, um, sort of went sideways. Well, maybe sideways. I mean, you're getting market performance out of that thing, which yeah, is pretty good. Yeah. It got so it got to a trough value, if you will. Uh, uh, return on capital bottomed in '03 and '04 at around seven percent, and uh, they have new uh, executive leadership here now. And I don't know the guy's name or where he's from, and nor how long he's been there. I I, I heard about this from somebody I know. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's value added, Vern. I don't know what. Well, you just said you don't know anything about that guy. Well, I don't know anything about him, but you'll, uh, our listeners, if they're, if they're going to investigate a stock that we talk about, yeah. one of the things you're going to want to find out about is the guy who's running this business now. Mm. But uh, they've, they've developed and they're implementing something that Value Line reports is their rapid, continuous improvement initiatives. Uh, big emphasis on uh, strengthening the business internally, building out product line, distribution, Lowering costs. Um, there's a description here by, from Value Lines. Very, uh, very complete. Um, no real indication of exactly how much it's supposed to contribute incrementally uh, to earnings. Um, but I think the company recently had a meeting or something like that, and they talked about long-term uh, operating margin targets that were above anything the street had been thinking about. Value Line was targeting 14.5% out in the uh, – 10 to 12, Netherlands, kind of, you know, whenever that is. Well, how future. are they going to do that? What are they going to um, do that uh, no one knows about? They're going to, uh, they're going to streamline uh, the cost structure and bring it in line with world-class uh, for these kinds of products. And uh, Yeah, well, how are they going to do that? 
I don't know the details. Call them I'm up. I'm just asking. Okay. Maybe I will. Go, Maybe fine. I will call them up. I, I, Where are they? Look, read the caveats Listen. on the website. Well, May on. not know anything I mean, about what they're talking about. fuel costs are going up. Somebody um, who I, I have so, a lot of respect for don't they just told drive? me I should take a look at this. It just happens that Value Line has it in the surveys. Do all their industrial customers sit on routes? I mean, are they driving stuff no, to I people? I don't know exactly. Their cost, their cost of, of distribution has got to be going But I'm looking at this up. chart, and it's been a long, long sort of U-shaped bottom, and it looks like the stock's just starting to maybe come out of it. I'm not and, hearing a lot about the company. What's their What's their edge? What's their edge? Nobody yeah. else uh, has the brand name for brand, one thing. Well. Uh, uh, they have uh, leading market share in most of their individual markets. Uh, yeah. They just, they, Are you recommending this? I'm not getting a good sense. <laughs> <laughs> You're demanding an awful lot of specific knowledge. Well, Remember, my you cousin have to, works you have here. To talk. I'm trying to help him out. He okay. wants to know what's going on here. <laughs> I mean, what's the going stock's on? 47. It's less than one-time sales, which are somewhere between 48 and 52 dollars. Okay. PE's 15, almost a 20 percent discount to the market. Pays better than a 2 percent yield. I'm looking at the chart and I'm saying to myself, imagine that uh, you know three years from now, this is right before a massive acceleration in stock price that takes it to you know I don't know. Uh, three times where it is today because they figure out a way to not turn it into a $3.5 billion business earning 14%, but a $4 billion business earning 18%, what? Uh, in which case I'd like, you I have a buy question. right now for $3.3 billion. What's their market share, do you think, in tools? <laughs> Just with your you uh, depend, know, it knowledge on the channel. of the world. depends on the channel. Well, in the ones they're in, how about I don't. The only one I would even like, have. Do people an buy direct? Is there internet competition where you don't have a truck come to you? You I'm sure order there it is. online. I'm sure there is. I wonder how they're coping with all of that. But there's a lot of, uh, you know, tool hand tools are sold at flea markets all over our great nation every weekend. And a lot of this their deal is, is the new tool for the new model. It's imported at ridiculously low prices. It's even dangerous. Friend, listen, here's what I think about Snap-on. I don't know if you're recommending or not. Here's my pitch on Snap-on. Okay, they've got great distribution. They got great distribution. Outrage. Personal relationships. They have great tool design and manufacturing. They keep low cost because of the volume, and they uh, they make the, their key thing is to have the new tool before the other guy. In tool buyers' worlds, you know, you got to have the new tool. you got to have it before the other guy. Like some people need to have the new album before the other guy. And you got to oh, be it's out with it. a collector kind right. of thing. So they get massive margins on this first-line new tool but from I think new models and all that. I think that may only be a quarter of their business But it now. could be half their uh, gross margin. That's my point to you, sir. And I don't, I don't know what... Uh, I don't know a lot about this. I was telling you earlier. I haven't read a 10K here in a few years. You said you knew the new guy, that he's doing some stuff. He's exciting. What's going Look, on? Return on capital bottomed at 7%. Value line showing 97 at almost 15%. They have it going to 14 out sometime in the future. I think that's what we're talking about here is why can't this business at least at peak be a 20% return on capital business, leverage equity. To, with that kind of distribution, Mike? I think it can. Absolutely. Thank they you. put new stuff on okay. the trucks. Well, I guess you know I like it then. Okay. I didn't Snap know, but on I like SNA. it. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. You know, next time this is comes up. Is that what up, it is? 
I'm going to do it next time. Done it I just don't think you were telling the story. These guys have a lot going for them. I don't I'm think you just, conveyed it well. I'm, That's all I'm saying. I'm not Listen. trying to sell the company. I'm interested I'm in the stock. Sell, but I, I don't money. get the sense that you even like. Do you own it? Are you thinking of buying it? I'm, thinking, I'm not seeing the passion, Vern. That's I'm what I'm thinking saying. of buying it based oh, on okay. what I heard just recently that nearly coincided with it being in passion. the survey this week, which I mentioned earlier, if you'd been listening. I don't get the Stop trying to think like of the that. next witty quip that I you were going to issue. I don't have any quips. I just didn't get any sense that you really liked that one. That's all. Well, I think we put that to rest, didn't we? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if well, we did. All right. My next idea. We'll see if I – can you just – look, you know, send us emails. See if you can discern Addressing whether me, I though. like this or not, Okay. Mueller Water, MWA. This is a water stock, people. Uh, $12.40 recently, according to Value Line. About a 25% discount to sales per share, on which they apparently can earn 16 or 17% operating margins. That's a lot of margin. But because of an overcapitalized balance sheet and a 40% tax rate, um, their net margins are only four, four and a half percent, and their return on capital is five percent. Hmm. And so that has something to do with why the stock's so cheap. It's also about it has about fifty percent upside to the highs it achieved since it went public. What got spun out? Right. Spun I called out this management team. The they didn't have an address. Of 06. They when? didn't have an address. I called them when they did not this have an address. This is Abernethy Road, Atlanta, Georgia. They were looking for space. They got spun out. And I think they got loaded up with assets they don't need. That's why the return on capital is so low. Uh -huh. And you have a chance for that to go up. they got to write stuff off or start to improve their capacity utilization. According to value, what Value Line shows for, uh, uh, for cash flow here, they ought to be able to pay off about $200 million of the long-term debt of $1.1 billion they have annually, and that adds about $0.10 cents to earnings per share. So Value Line is looking for $0.60 cents this year, and they just cut their estimate by – um, a dime, I think. Yeah, by a dime. So I feel like maybe I've got a reasonably conservative, a certain estimate. They do for this something year. for fire departments. There's only one right. quarter of the year left. They do fire hydrants. So I'm trying right. to convince myself that earnings is going to be there, you know, at 20 times earnings. Yeah, it's Mueller Water manufactures and sells a variety. Why is there no little box that explains where I it don't came know. From? It's too new. They don't know. Um, uh, they don't have it rated. There's no rating. Water. Listen to these terms: water infrastructure and flow control products. Yeah, I have water one of those. distribution networks. You're going to need that. Water wastewater treatment facilities. Check. You need that. I, I, have we? Is, are people keeping up with what's going on in Georgia? Research done. In Florida? No, they are. Oh, good yeah. lord! No, they're all smart. Okay. I, how about Nebraska? You guys are Kansas? smart. Uh, the whole ethanol debate now about water usage. They have uh, three business segments. Mueller is forty-two percent of sales. Let's just assume that that's the only thing that's water. Um, the operating margins are sixteen, seventeen percent. And that's they're going adding up. Some value. That's going up. Um, I can't. I I don't know why it's this cheap. Do a little work. I find know why. Out why? I know why. I'm raising my hand. Why? Because a bunch of people got this that didn't know what it was. It was a spin out. And you all of a sudden you're holding shares and you're like, what the heck is this? Raw material costs have been and going up. And you sell it. Estimates Put came pressure. down and they dumped it. And so yeah, it's uh, you know, value line showing uh, you know, they, it's an inability a to calculate growth rates in their uh, earnings and cash flow growth table. But if you do the, you look at the math, they're showing in their own 
numbers, it's at you know fifteen to twenty percent between now talk, and four or five years. I've talked out. about this on the show. It's eight times enterprise value to EBITDA yeah. now. Just slam dunk. You buy a lot of this. I'm going to try and buy some of this next week. Really? Buy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't own it. I didn't realize it had been beat up like this. Yeah, it's going down. I think this people are ridiculous. just selling it. They think it's some residential housing yeah, or construction. Yeah, they residential play. construction right. here, but, I mean, good No, a lot of their businesses' uh, infrastructure that no, you I, need I, is I, population I, growth. You know, they, they lowered the estimate at $0.10. Cents. Maybe it's still too optimistic. They're showing, a, a, you know, a turnaround and... Ten cents of earnings growth is thirteen or fourteen percent for next year. Maybe you don't get that. Maybe it goes from sixty to fifty cents or something. It's a twelve dollars stock, people. I think it's going down because water, water, the discount to the market. You know, the water utilities are all overpriced. So my third idea is a stock I own that just got trashed over the last couple of days after they reported. This company is called Terex. They're the Third largest uh, heavy equipment manufacturer in the world after uh, uh, not a household name and, though. Uh, Caterpillar and uh, what's the name of the Japanese company? Komatsu. Thank you. Uh, this stock value line says eighty five sixteen. I, I think it closed today uh, under seventy five, maybe seventy four mm-hmm. territory. Um, mm. You know, eighty six dollars of sales per share this year. It looks um, a little peaky on the chart. Yeah, there. right. It looks peaky on the chart. Uh, it kind of, seems kind of late in the uh, economic cycle, the capital goods cycle. Caterpillar's lowered their outlook and said we could have a recession. And um, The R word is popping up everywhere. But now. if you look at the description here, Terex has uh, five different segments. They're in several different businesses. Interestingly, all of them are around uh, – four of them are 20-some percent of sales. Uh, in 2006, the U.S. was only 38% of their business. And this yeah, year, great. this year, their international business has grown a lot faster than the U.S. business. Some of that's so currency, though. It's even though. more yeah. unbalanced and then accentuated by the currency. All right. So I bet the U.S. is down to something like 30% now. Yeah. So that's incremental great. downside there where they're not even really earning lots of money, I, I, I kind of wonder. The international side growing like crazy. They have 22% of their business in cranes, 21% mining. So a lot of stuff that's really hot right now. Well, there's um, apt to be so I, for a little you know, while. They, they, they had a soft quarter, I think probably analyst error. but uh, um, Probably. The uh, enterprise value value line shows on this report is $9 billion. And if you, weren't, if you didn't own this, you might not realize it's down to $8 billion now. But you got 1.1 billion of EBITDA. I mean, it's under eight times. There's a bunch of old history here, uh, 97 to 02 or 03, that shows low returns and low margins. But I mean, revenue sales are three times the biggest number in that period, and five times some of the others. I mean, it's a different company. They did a bunch of acquisitions. Value Line lists some of them. There's a big effort underway here to unlock value in terms of uh, operating profitability. They've, they've been talking about getting to 12% operating margins in three to five years. Um, they're, like, almost there right now. It's 10 times gross cash flow, 12 times free cash flow based on value lines. No, no, no I'm sorry, at the recent $75 price. I figured that out wrong. But uh, you got to take a look at this. Terex, mm-hmm. TEX, we're hanging in on it. Um, but uh, our favorite idea today. Well, don't tell oh, no, now. No, no, no. I know. No, okay. with, come on. And with that. I just I, listened to eight break. hours of shows. Come on. beverage break. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I a lot of time. Yeah, you did. It was a long intro, though. I think, People so. like you. You're great on the sh- on the air. Right, People love you. it. They're all hanging in. Yeah, but you didn't actually drink. I'm eating, and oh. I can't eat and drink simultaneously. And 
grab a pen. Okay, hold on. Anyway, thank you for listening. Turning in. it over to values. Thank you, sir, very much. Get it. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> you know, I just want to say we had a listener write in, and I really appreciate this because, of course, values and bless her soul, my mom, that's not my real name. Envern Value, not a real name. We had a listener that wanted to sort of join into the feeling of all this, took on a value guy's name, and I love it. I just want to say, so thank you, Ned Worth, okay? I'm, I think that's hilarious. And I may adopt that name. I don't know. I'm going to go with Val for a while. So do I. It's I like so it. great, though. Thank you very much out there. You know who you are. We appreciate all that. Okay. I've got three stocks this week, and I did less work than usual. This week, because I was uh, because the market was going up, I did some trades today. You know, last week I you talked were distracted. I talked about these uh, insurance uh, mortgage insurance guys, and we've done a ton of work in the shop this last week. And I bought some today. They were down a lot yesterday, and it seems like if you go through, unless basically half the business goes completely bad, uh, that would be a fair price. Although they were up a lot today, we got in early, but. Um, you know, this kind of market makes some opportunity, and so um, you don't make the money, you know, this week, but you, you buy cheap, and that kind of builds in uh, some good return in the future. Anyway, Stanley Works, SWK, page 1368. I know I've talked about this before. Stanley Works is a worldwide supplier of tools and hardware. I know you've heard about them and seen them. You'd see their logo. It's a yellow logo. Stanley. Stosh. What? I have no idea what you're talking Stosh. about. We, we've just had one too Familiar many here on the Stanley. value, guys. Consumer products are 33% of sales. Stanley. Uh, industrial, 45%. And then security, I guess they do a little one bit of, of that. The great American brands. Really? Yes, Aren't thank they? you. That's a, they are. They are. Ah. Thank you, Vern. That's a lot of value added. They've had uh, margin going up for five or six years. It looks like they're improving their cost structure. Or perhaps getting better price. Uh, I don't see a gross margin number on here. Sales or maybe the business cycle is in an upswing. Well, you know, you look back over history with these guys, and people are all worried about industrial companies in recessions, but they've never lost money ever, at least back to 91 in the value line. Um, and I'm looking for declines in sales, and I see one in 02. Oops, I see one in 01. But modest, teeny tiny. And then I go back. They were flat for a few years, but the business is different now. These guys are more diversified, and we have industrial products growing internationally faster than in the U.S. They're involved. Uh, they do a lot in do-it-yourself, and things are you know, heading that, that way. That stuff is a uh, pretty small uh, minority share of sales now. I'm thinking it's like under 30%. Do-it-yourself? Yeah, yeah. That's the why I'm not focusing business. my all my comments on it and just throwing out I'm one that comment. Might be a little value added for the listener. Who may um, not be as well, up I on just it said that consumer. On the I'm just reading the freaking value line. <laughs> consumer is 33. percent I already Don't said you want that. This? I do not. Oh, do it yourself. It gives you. It, what I'm saying is, it insulates you from the cycle a little bit. Uh, they're doing some acquisitions. They've got. You know, not super valuable stock, but probably more valuable than a private company. They're using it to do acquisitions. That's accretive. And uh, they're, you know, they're, they're paying a little bit of a yield here. Returns on capital, 12%, 13%, levered a little bit up to a 20% return on equity. And they got about 3 bucks a share in cash. You know, it's my theme on this. It's an undervalued blue chip serving industri the industrial world. 
who they built a great brand. They're going to maintain share, and they're getting economies of scale as they get bigger. So not all that sexy, but just you actually, know. it is a little bit sexy. Is they it? have a there's a um, you know relatively new management team that's been driving a lot of the improvement in the business mix recently, and they haven't really gotten the full benefit of that yet. And I think there's similar opportunity here to the Snap-on deal where you could break out of historical ranges on profit margins and returns. Yeah. Well, what I see... So that's why I was attracted. See, I see operating margin going up while returns on capital are sluggish and down a teeny bit. And that tells me investment. uh, And when you see their cap spending, it's up a lot in the last three or four years from what it was five or six years ago. And that just suggests that somebody smart is uh, investing money. It's helping margin now. And as depreciation writes this stuff down, it's going to improve return on capital down the road. So that's analysis. They've been adding a lot of more sophisticated products. I think they're doing a lot of electronic yeah. stuff. They're in security, okay. not services. Well, let's but... see. Stanley Works. How much time? Right. What are we uh, doing where here? Are we? We're closing in on yeah. 25. Yeah, okay. Uh, second up. Something I do think I've talked about here before, and it's a really interesting company, Wabtech. Now, raise your hand if you know what Wabtech stands for. Westinghouse Air Brake Company was formed in 1869 when Mr. Westinghouse invented the air brake. I love stuff like this. Yeah. Mr. Westinghouse came home from the war. I invented this thing. The air brake. And then I think he went on to do other things and hence big electric companies with the name Westinghouse down the road. But he did this air brake. And what's amazing, and I own this one, and is that they still use, you know, they invented this thing in 1869 or whatever. And then for 140 years, they used that technology, which was sending air pressure through little hoses to run all the brakes and everything. And right now, Wabtec's taking this... Uh, opportunity uh, of uh, rail gaining share, capital spending going into rail. I think there's a strategic change here for the first time in really 100 years. Rail's gaining share from trucks, um, and they're reinvesting in rail, and rail's gaining pricing advantages in part because of the fuel savings, um, but also uh, rail ends up being actually per mile and per ton less costly to maintain than roads, but you got to put money in at some point into the equipment, and they're doing that right now. Their big innovation is instead of these air brakes to use electricity and wires to send signals to the brakes electronically. So they're going through this big cycle, and you may have read about that. It's new in the railroad brake business. But uh, they're sending electricity through wires. Railroad equipment mm-hmm. weekly or? I don't know where they, <laughs> where how do they I came up with this. I read about that exactly. But uh, they're sending electricity through wires with signals that actually tell the brake when to go on through all the cars. It's hard to imagine. And they're now retrofitting the railroad industry with this stuff, and they're in a little bit of an upcycle. Uh, but they also make, that's about uh, 65% of their business. And I think there's a big capital spending cycle in rail, and this is a play on it. I make fun. But, you know, they're earning. Yeah, it's been going on they're for burning, like three years. Yeah, and it's going to just continue. And, they're, they're, you know, they're earning mid-teens returns on capital. They have a 20% debt to cap. That's not a lot. And they, you know, get up to a 17 18% return on equity. But the other third of their business is something interesting, too, which is they make passenger vehicles such as buses and subways for mass transit. And if you fear 
uh, tax increases and increased public spending and more basically socialism, you know, what are the big projects that the socialists can invest in that, guess what, we actually need? You know, it's uh, infrastructure in transportation, and these guys are right in the middle of that. So as as people order subway cars and buses, um, they make money on that, and I think that's a – right now I know it's a very good business. They're seeing 35% growth this year in transit, and while that's apt to be lower next year, it's going to – you know, this is a trend that's going to go on for 10 years in terms of increased investment in infrastructure and transportation. Is that a, a guarantee? Uh, no, yes, no, it is. It's entertainment purposes, purposes guarantee. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the valuation here is a little more than I like. I mean, disclosure, I've owned this for a couple years, so it's up. Uh, and I wouldn't necessarily take an initial position here personally, um, although I'll tell you I'm not selling it, and in uh, in logic land, not selling today is the same as choosing to buy today, so I have no trouble recommending it um, because I think the revenue stream is a little more certain, so you can trade off certainty uh, for cash yield. And their capital spending here, while they're putting money into technology, it's not a lot. They got 320 in gross cash flow, 50 cents in CapEx, so you got 270 a share in free cash flow, stock at 36. That's about 15 times. I look at that at maybe a 7% cash yield, and you get what Value Line predicts is 20% earnings growth. So for a grower at that level, if that's anywhere near being right, this thing's cheap as hell. They got $140 million in cash, 47 million shares. That's uh, whatever the math is, 3 bucks, 3.5 a share, and the balance sheet's great. So I really I like this one. I think this is a... A strong buy for a long time. Webtech, page 1373. And then finally, uh, I've got one that is... Uh, Aren't they the urinal company? Uh, you know, I haven't even named it yet, but that's a great introduction. Remind me not to bring you to a party, let me just say. But it's uh, Crane. He, he no charge, Let me just buddy. get into the ticker, CR. And let me tell you what Value Line says they make. Versus my friend's uh, description. Ceramic dispensing uh, No, uh, they receptacles. make industrial pumps, valves, and other fluid control devices, vending machines, fiberglass reinforced panels, aircraft brake systems. So uh, I'd have to say... Well, you got a, uh, another brake play. Yeah, well, that's aircraft, though, which also is gaining share. The poor truck. They're losing on every side. <laughs> Are you recommending um, a truck brake stop? Uh, well, you know, uh, ocean rates have tripled in the last year. People are moving to air and rail and giving up ocean and truck uh, a little bit. Uh, but anyway, Crane is a broad, uh, diversified manufacturer and distributor of all kinds of stuff that's basically pumps, valves, fluid control. And my theme here is infrastructure. They're a best-of-class infrastructure guy. The reason I say that is they're earning mid-teens operating margins, which this industry doesn't give away. And they're earning mid-teens returns on capital. Again, the industry doesn't give this stuff away. Everything they do is uh, very competitive worldwide, and they're in there, um, you know, earning strong margins and returns, which means they're doing something very well. And in the case of margin, it's been improving. And, again, without a gross margin number here, it's hard to know if that's price or um, or cost. But I'm going to say it's, you know, obviously a little of each. Uh, they're paying a little bit of a yield. And, uh, you know, I think that they're going to be involved in, um, you know, big international infrastructure plays for some time. Everything's going well right now. They've bought some companies recently that seem to be, you know, helping them improve their cost structure and probably also returns. And uh, what else? What can I tell you? The valuation, 11 times gross cash flow, 15 times free. That's my 
those are my main metrics for uh, uh, interest. And that's at 15 times, that's what, 6.5% cash yield. And then I'm going to get, according to value line, 11% growth. That's 17, 18% return. Got a little bit of cash, good balance sheet. And uh, that's all I can say. Crane, I'm attracted I, I, to. I got value, excuse me, I have value line saying cash flow and earnings will go 14 and 17%. For my favorite idea, Snap On, where my theme is, uh, it, I, we didn't talk about it before, but uh, there's been a there's a revolution ongoing in engine technology, especially larger diesel engines. And if you're adding changing engines and adding new stuff on them, that creates all kinds of new tool sales opportunities. And within the tool world, there's nothing better than big tools because they cost more. So there's going to be an accelerating contribution. Uh, to uh, their growth here from the expansion and, and uh, maturing of this bigger and uh, larger and larger as years go by, uh, new base of equipment out there uh, in terms of vehicles to be worked on, et cetera. So uh, we think Good this summary, uh, stock man. chart has a chance to really accelerate over the next Absolutely. two or three years. And apparently, is that so your favorite does, this week? And apparently, this is our summary time. So does Lord Abbott on, owns on about nine percent. We're way over time now. Owns about way to 7%. go. Snap organize, on. organize. SNA. Wab Tech's my favorite this week. WAB, that's all we have. The value guys, www.thevalueguys.com. Thanks for listening in, everybody. Thanks for being with us.